This podcast is aimed at the veteran community. It hopes to recreate a conversation taking place in any NAFI anywhere in the world right now. We want to combat social isolation by letting veterans feel part of this conversation. If you are easily offended, please switch off now. And if you want to see more, please subscribe to this channel and be part of the community. Uh, welcome to podcast number six with Veterans in Crisis. Today we have uh, Sarah Arthur uh, and she's from the group Genesis. Welcome Hi. Sarah. Hi. Yeah, I'm very well. Thank You're you. not from the group Genesis, are you? No, I'm You not. didn't even get that, no, did you? You don't. You don't. <laughs> 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 not yeah. my age group yeah yeah you know, I know you're a bit older than so, me so you're from like, genesis protection service i am i am yeah. well, who are the genesis group well it was a, a group with phil collins it's, um, it's a lot of years who's ago. he exactly <laughs> <laughs> i did tell you not to slag anybody off didn't i not by name <laughs> right so anyway so uh, thanks for coming obviously you you're, it's it's a first of many things today mm -hmm. so you haven't actually been in the forces, but you were married to a soldier. Yes, yeah. yeah. So you're known in the forces as a pad's wife. <laughs> <laughs> I, I must An admit, independent you, woman uh, who's supporting her husband through all. You yeah, mean. I think that's what pad's wife stands for, doesn't <laughs> it? It's either that or, or so. Ron I Hill wearing. We should. I think we should like take that as a title. <laughs> Ron Hill wearing tracksuit bottoms. <laughs> I don't know if that works with, so. with a core hoodie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Right, so, so we met um, about a year ago, a year, in fact it's coming up to a year. My God, is it that? Because we met um, when you were taking part in the Remembrance, the uh, celebrations yes. or uh, fundraising in Newcastle. Yeah, yeah, which the soldiers do every year, yeah. off their own back, bless and, them. Uh, and you came up, I met, I'd met your... Um, employee John mm -hmm. before that uh, or spoke to him I think I met him spoke to him on the phone and he asked mm -hmm. to, to, for a mate to get involved and see how we could work together and I mean things have happened loads haven't they since mm -hmm. yeah yeah absolutely with uh, can't get you off the phone now Joe I'll be honest <laughs> <Constantly>. <laughs> I think that's the opposite <laughs> way around to be honest so when your name comes up I'm like nah just, like, just press like, that button says can't talk I'm snooze minute. block <laughs> just seem to you seem to be able to just get in anyways oh. um, well I was going to say yeah no it has been it's been about a year we've done loads since then mm -hmm. we've um, we enjoy coming up on a Tuesday um, and seeing some of the guys um, we did the football yeah football match yeah the stadium climbed kill well almost climbed Kilimanjaro well, I think we'll leave I think we'll leave the almost climbing <laughs> Kilimanjaro for later on because that, that's, that's a massive section that's a massive section of this uh, well, of yeah. this podcast <laughs> but um, but yeah no it's been it's been brilliant actually working with you guys I love everything you guys do I love the atmosphere I love the vibe I love how you go about helping the veterans in Sunderland um, and it was definitely something that was that that touched me you know <laughs> <laughs> no, do you do realize this is in one take so we can't be cutting that out <laughs> so on a lighter I note with, I work with soldiers as well and I know I'm the worst absolute worst one thing about my job is that I am the worst about of saying things before thinking about them you know so oh, yeah. I and that's one of them so yeah so I was I was heartfelt <laughs> with what you did and um, I was really really keen 
to work with you initially and since then obviously I, I was going to say do you not know initially you now you know so you know I'm like oh, now what have I got myself in for how can I, I get again, away with it I'll go back to you I can't shake you off mate <laughs> <laughs> you're just there like a boomerang <laughs> so if we if we um, sort of start with you if you can't if you want to talk about mm-hmm. your kind of um being married to a squatty. Yeah. About, so, about how that, well, not how it came about, so I'm assuming you met them. <laughs> you, <laughs> know, them <laughs> you know, you know So what regiment was he in? So he was in the KRH when I met him. KRH, for, yeah. for the people that don't know. As in, oh, right, well, uh, King's Royal Osars. I had right. to think that. Like, I don't know, mate. He just told me it was like, You should have looked down. If you hadn't put <laughs> that on before, you would have had his on. I'm I represent this week. Um, yeah, no, he was with the King's Royal Osars and... Um, Got married when we were we were really young actually. I was I just turned eighteen, and thirty years ago. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> thirty two, <laughs> and um, yeah. So we got married, and I was living in Carlisle at the time. He was down in Tidworth. The commute got a bit long, so we decided, you know what, we'll solve this. Let's get married. Why not? <laughs> um, the yeah, and we got posted. So I went down now. Um, we had we got married we had my son Tristan and then we moved to Cyprus after that yeah oh, very good well, was that what Sounds was really like? good. it was stunning we took it completely for granted though we didn't really spend much time exploring and all of that so the other thing as well yeah <clears throat> the other thing is as well we're in Cyprus but we were still skin you know mm. he was like you know back then uh, mm. um, on a, I think he was a lance corporal when he went to Cyprus I wasn't working at the time, so really we were quite limited to what we mm. could do. Going to the beach and back every day with no money wasn't fun, really. Well, that not that the problem? Because I, I explained when I was on in Berlin, mm-hmm. so you've got all this stuff to do. You're mm. young, but you just haven't got the money. I <laughs> haven't got the money. But when do. I was in Ireland, I was even younger and I had loads of money and now today. Honestly, it's like, it's like going to London and deciding I'm going to walk around Harrods for the day to look around with no it's the most depressing thing in the mm. world honestly it's just it's just horrific so uh, not, univer- horrific. U- universal credit's a little bit more <laughs> depressing <laughs> than walking around Aaron's all right no, no. <laughs> I think come I mean, back to the real world yeah well okay <laughs> <laughs> right. so you were in Cyprus you were in so, Cyprus so yeah so yourself. it was just it was just eating looking sand looking <laughs> looking at all these things you could do but you couldn't really afford to do um yeah, no, in Cyprus? So we were in Episcopi, so right. it was lovely, and um, Cyprus was was beautiful and, and all of that sort of stuff. Um, he was really busy. He was P, uh, he was a PTI at the time, so he was working in the gym quite a lot. The lads were, as in the main units that were there, were deploying quite a bit, so he was forever working with them. Um, <coughs> and... Um, so yeah, so that that was uh, that was all right, and then I got a job. I got a job in. I decided, you know what, I can't be sitting around here. Is this when you were still quite, eighteen? Yeah, yeah, when I was eighteen. Yeah, yeah. So I got this job in a nursery. I didn't drive as well. So that's the biggest problem when you went uh, when you go to Cyprus. Is uh, I was quite. I was young. I just had a, a brand new baby. Um, my husband was constantly busy and didn't drive, and we were stuck in this camp. Uh, and I know, very people don't realise that do that because when you say yeah. well, I was posted in Cyprus yeah, was, like, the, really? next to the beach yeah 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 absolutely oh, yeah. Also, it's amazing well, it's a th- you know a three mile hike to, to the beach mm. and we'll talk about hiking later and how good I'm at, I am at it um, but yeah so we I ended up so I, I got a job I got a job in the nursery um, and I 
decided, and that was all right. It was great. It wasn't like, you know, my didn't best, like kids. The best job in the world. I used to work in that West before I went there, and I had a really good job with that West actually. Um, and when we got moved to Cyprus, as exciting as it was, I couldn't transfer my job, so I ended up with no with no job. And then, anyways, from that West to dealing with kids was just a completely different different career path. And uh, I remember one day. I was in the nursery and the kids, the, the unit had deployed, most of the dads from, from Episcopi had deployed with the infantry unit, I think to Afghan at the time or Iraq, I'm not sure. But anyways, all the, I had the boys group in this room and uh, I decided, you know what, they were, they were getting agitated and all of that sort of stuff and it was a big box of Lego. So we decided... Um, I'll keep them in sync. So what we did was we built machine guns with the Lego. Well, I thought it was really appropriate, it right? Is appropriate. Yeah, of we're, in it military, is. <laughs> we're in the military. We're in the military Show kids about guns. That's, well, I mean, why what not? can go wrong there? Why, why not? What can go wrong there? Well, you know, I, I think it works in America, doesn't it? <laughs> so, anyways, we uh, so we ran around and we were shooting each other with these machine guns. The kids had the best time of their lives. Anyways, the manageress called me in and she was like yeah, we don't promote violence in the nursery and, and gave me a bit of a telling off. But she was really lovely also. And she really knew that this was not my career path. This is not mm. what I was destined to do. So <laughs> What, Lego work? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she told me of a job um, where... Um, I told me of this job where they provide insurance and financial services and all of that sort of stuff on base. And uh, she said they were looking for, for employees. So my own manager... <laughs> they were looking for somebody who could make guns out of Lego. So my own, my own manager basically... Rather than sack me, which was very kind of her, um, sourced me a new job to to kind of move on. So, so yeah, so I went and uh, that's how I started in the industry in which yeah, I'm working now. Yeah, so it, that was when you went 18, 19? No, yeah, nine, about 19 then. And you stayed in the Cyprus for what, two years? I know, it was almost four years actually. Really? Yeah, 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 so he got extended for a little bit. So yeah, almost four years and we went from there to Aldershot. Um, because luckily for him, he got selected for the PT Corps. Um, then, so he went on his course, etc. and then he got selected. We went back to Aldershot for him to do his nine-month ARI course. So mm. it was pretty, yeah, it was pretty good. When you, because when you, this, is, this is something that people never think about, mm-hmm. when squaddies, we'll just say army, for, mm-hmm. as I was in the army, when they get posted elsewhere... Obviously, the partners come with them. Yeah. And people don't really think about, well, they need a job as well. Yeah, You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? So did you just carry on that career when you went uh, yeah. to Aldershot? Yeah. So, um, and I was really lucky and really blessed, actually, to be able to get that job because I could just continue. So then whatever he got posted, as long as there was an army there, you know, I had mm. a job. So that was really good. But it was, it, it's such a sad story, actually, in terms of wives, because... The dinner mattles cry. A lot <laughs> A lot of them. I don't think they've got enough credit, to be fair, or you guys give them enough credit, because a lot of them do have, you know, qualifications, Do did start off in careers or had dreams and ambitions, etc. Mm. But unfortunately, they're really forced into maybe giving them up or thinking about giving them up because they have to follow or back then anyways, when I mm. was when I was married to um, had to force um, leaving their careers, etc., to support the household or support their husbands or, or just there was no opportunity, say, for example, in Cyprus mm. or Germany or whatever. So I was really lucky to get into a, a situation in a job um, in a market that 
you know, specialised in the military and no matter well, you what. You can have paid a bit one. Everyone needs insurance. Exactly. You know everyone I mean? needs insurance. Mm. Should we say that one more time? Everyone needs everyone insurance. Everyone needs insurance. <laughs> everyone needs to get your insurance. <laughs> everyone does. <laughs> so in all the shop, what is that like? I've been uh, all the shop a few times. Uh, so. All the shop back in the day was just grim. It was really, really grim. I mean, so it's better now. So what year now. would this be then? So this was 2000, and so we were in Cyprus 2004. It was about 2008. I think, yeah. So it was quite grim. Um, there was, it wasn't as developed as it is now, so there wasn't anything really around. Um, I went there a couple of weeks ago, actually. I've got a premiere in and all sorts now. But, um, oh, fucking hell, it's a highlight. I, I know, they're living, they're living the dream. <laughs> <laughs> they really are. Um, but it's... Um, yeah, it was. It was. Um, do you know what? My memories of all of it is pretty negative, and that's... What of the your life as a... The pad's wife, yeah. I think because it was a lot of kind of moving around and a lot of I really didn't appreciate it. Now, looking back at it, I wish I had a different spin on it, on life, on you know, the situations and stuff like that. So, um, so yeah, so me going to Aldershot again was moving and you know, Tristan having to move school and you know the stresses of money back then as well because again you know we we, I mean I was working which was good but even the cost of moving and all of that sort of stuff did you can I ask did you did you put your son in a private school I did eventually Uh, yeah yeah because that's that's sort of like I never seen this as a plus thing when I was in the army but I was only young then yeah Uh, but it, and now I'm older, you think that is a really good plus. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh no, it's amazing. It's an incredible like opportunity to do, and I, I encourage everyone to do it. Mm. Probably not for my own experience. Probably not as young as what we put Tristan in. So we. So how does, it, how does it work? So they, um, you can put your kid in from the age of eight. I think. Don't quote me on this, but I think the age of eight, um, if that's still the case now. But they, you just apply. You just. But literally, do you have to pay? Uh, you only pay, I think it was like 10% right. of the fees. So for us, Tristan's fees a quarter were like £9,000. Um, and we only paid 10% of that. So it's like, you know, and the nicest uh-huh. part was cheaper than childcare oh, to put him in modern school. Oh. And uh, it was incredible. He went to Windermere, St Anne's at the time, which is in Windermere. Um, and it was a really, really good school, actually. He really enjoyed it for a period of time. But he was really young, mm. uh, and I I totally missed him. So I sh- if, in hindsight, I would have put him in yeah, at secondary would, school. If you would turn the clock back, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, this is with hindsight, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think everyone would do different things yeah. if you knew the result of what's happening. I know, I know. So, but I, I, I've always thought about that as a perk. I, I didn't realise it was such a good perk. But oh, it's I, amazing. I thought that. that yeah. I mean, there's some restrictions. You can't have him in the school next door. You can't, you know, there's loads of rules about mm. seeing him every weekend. And, well, you're not allowed to see him every weekend. No, no, no. It's, it's all about... <laughs> it's a bit like it, isn't it? No, it's a We've paid loads of money so you're not allowed to see your kid. Like, literally, honestly. That wasn't the school's rules, actually. That was the army rules. Army rules, yeah. It's fucking rules, man. They have rules for everything. A rule, and some man. of them are like I, I don't. I mean, as I'm talking as a, a wife of, sometimes I'd be having rows with Matt all the time. Like, why? Who said that? And then the amount of times as well, you know, when you're like a beer later or a glass of wine later, and um, you you don't agree with 
whatever it is he's come home and tell you you're like that's it I'm going to ring the fucking CEO tomorrow that's it I'm going in there and he's like please don't please don't I'm like that's it I'm ringing him I'm going to see his wife I'm going to you know and, uh, so it's the it's rules for rules man it's, it's, <laughs> when I was in Berlin right we uh, so 1990 um, I like my clothes and uh, I, I had a I spent 100 quid out of my wages <laughs> on a bus sweatshirt right to go out on the piss alright and now uh, I got the guard and I kind of go out and that, it's green People might think he was sold, yeah. I was like, fuck, are you joking? Right? It's got, you go <laughs> you go boss on. Because right? the only I wasn't allowed to wear it outside of camp because it was great. Yeah. I know. And that, and do you know what? It's, they're inconsistent as well, the rules. Oh, okay. definitely. Depending well, on I used to go out of camp in my fucking uniform every day, and that was great. <laughs> so you're fucking right, they are. Inconsistent. You just get, yeah. And back then, it's... Uh, I always remember I always remember once when the Gulf, the Gulf War, we used to run every... Were you, were you around for the Gulf War? I got out in... I got out, so that was 91. It's, it must have started early. And I got out in April 91. Can I, anyway, how old are you? Uh, 400. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> you're going to start pulling out... Tommy Atkins. I'm Tommy Atkins. That's how old I am. You're going to start pulling out stories from Hashtag. World War One, mate. <laughs> I'm Tommy Atkins. <laughs> All right, right. We uh, we used to run every <laughs> Monday and Friday around the camp, like hundreds of people. Yeah. And then uh, when that was on, the got us all together. Went right. Everyone's got to wear the on gear now, the on sports gear. <laughs> so you haven't got your uniform on, so they don't know you're in the army. But there's two hundred of us. <laughs> Look at all them. They're right in the middle. Like, the ball shaved the heads. <laughs> 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 ridiculous one, isn't it? Absolutely it really ridiculous. Is, it really is. So, but, um, but yeah, no, that was just rules upon rules. Uh, so the band was away. So, with him being at boarding school, mm-hmm. party time or not? Oh yeah. Oh mate, we smashed. Yeah, we felt like uh, we were like had our lives again. Yeah, for about totally agree, six months, you, and then we got divorced. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Six months of partying is ideal, and you know, and shit, <laughs> oh. it was actually the best thing that's ever happened to us because meant we didn't have to talk to each other. Yeah, <laughs> got somebody to talk to instead, aren't you? <laughs> he went, and uh, yeah, we got divorced, which was a bit crap. Um, yeah, so he went. To- Are you still there? Uh- do you still talk to him that? Like, honestly, one of my best mates Will, now. If he watches this, can you ask him to subscribe? <laughs> <laughs> talk into the camera, You can get subscribe. him in next week, he'll tell you the other version of the story. Aye. Aye. But, um, yeah, no, we, uh, we, uh, we separated and... Um, so, uh, well, we went to, no, so we went to Aldershaw, he got his PT car, um, and then we went to um, Germany after that. Oh, right, so, Yeah, about. yeah, we got posted. Germany, Hamel, that was beautiful. Hamel, I've been there, right? That was absolutely stunning, that was the best posting, actually, we had, in my opinion. It was just nice, and my job was very consistent, it was quite good, and, you know, all of that sort of stuff, so... Things were things were really good actually in Hamel. The mess was really good. The atmosphere was really good. The you know the group of wives there were really good. We were based. He was attached to an engineer regiment, um, which two eight engineer regiment. It doesn't exist now. They um, um, disbanded. Word? Disbanded. That's the one. Or amalgamated. I was going to say amalgamated. Oh, yeah? That's a, a second question. Myself. <laughs> um, yeah, so so yeah, so that was that was a brilliant post, and it was then that Tristan went to Bond School, and um, 
the setup there was, uh, was, was brilliant, actually, because, I mean, although he was eight years old, he was flying back and forth with German Wings, I think it was at the time, or Flybe. Um, and he gets a little steward to kind of put him on the plane mm. and then we meet him the other end and stuff. Um, so, yeah, so that was good. And then, then we split up. That's where we split up. Um, in Germany, I came home. I remember it being, like, super amicable because we all know... 90% of military breakups, right, are pretty dramatic. I mean, it's amazing, mm. the goss, right? It's like, oh, so um, they're splitting up and what for and all of that sort of stuff. So we really wanted to be different to that. And, um, and he was very keen and conscious about, you know, having a clean break without any drama mm. and any gossip or whatever. So, so, yeah, so we just decided to move apart um, I drove back to the UK didn't tell anyone we split up he just carried on with the job and then he got posted to Gutter's Law I think at the time I came back to the UK and that was it really I was quite you know I was closer to Tristan and, 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 and you're still alright with him now? oh amazing oh, we had a blip for a couple yeah. of years where right. we didn't really speak and stuff but um, but yeah no incredible that, actually. that's why you split up really though you know what I mean that's, that's, you know what I mean? that's like, <laughs> exactly so you can still be friends but there's a reason why yeah. an ex is an ex yeah or... yeah yeah exactly and do you know what there wasn't anything I think we just kind of we got like most um, military marriages when I when we were there um, we were just really, really young. And I go back to, he was in Tidworth, I was in Carlisle. That commute was a lot. We didn't have any money to do it to see each other quite a lot. So we just decided to get married. And honestly, that's, mm. we were only together maybe four months and then we got married. So, um, so yeah, so it was just a lot of that. We grew up party, you know, was into boots, I was into heels, that sort of stuff. Mm. Um, we lost interest. So, so, yeah, so it was nothing horrific, nothing... You know, we hated each other or anything. No. But, and then, do you not just, want to make something up just for the podcast? I, I think. <laughs> all right, let's, it's got to be his fault. It's definitely his fault. Always his fault. All right, all right. Yeah. He cheated on me with the next one. Yeah. <laughs> right. Who so, was a man? Uh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> right. So you, now you're back in England and and just carry on your career. Yeah, just carried on. I think I had a bit of a break, actually. I went to uh, do recruitment for a while. That, that is, like, got to be the most brutal job you could possibly do. It's hard work in terms of just telesales, just ringing people all the time and they're telling you to mm. piss you off. You do realise there's jobs where you dig holes and stuff, don't you? Because, no, like, sitting on the telephone like, is not the most brutal I job. I promise you that is a brutal <laughs> job. Do recruitment. I'll take mine and over recruitment any day. Um, but yeah, no, that was uh, so. I did that for a little while, and then I went back into the industry, yeah, and um, and started working with them. So, did you start? Is that when you started your own business? Or? No, 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 no. So that was uh, that was only a couple of years ago. That right. um, I worked for other companies yeah, for yeah. for a while. So I've been in the industry for about eighteen years. A good fifteen, sixteen years of them is been working for other people. Right. And you yeah. enjoyed it, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I really loved it, especially. Um, I was going to say my last company, not necessarily my last company, the company before then. Yeah. Really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was a good company to work for. Yeah. Do you miss the travelling of being a, like, army wife? You know, the, the not the travelling of moving around constantly, but yeah. the, the, obviously, you get to see different places to live and ex different experiences. Yeah, no, I do quite a bit of that with my job now. So I, I travel around all the different bases and I still go to Germany and, and Cyprus and, and all of that sort of stuff. So that I don't miss that as such. And that I'm, I'm in control of that, mm. if that makes sense. So I can come home when I want and yeah. stuff. And it's only for a week. But 
it, do you know it's it's quite the opposite because I think everything that I complained about being an army wife and the whole moving around and that it's kind of shaped me because I can honestly say to you even since we've split up and I've lived in severe accommodation stuff I don't think I've lived in any one property for longer than three years still right. I keep moving around mm. so and, that's because you get loads of stuff off the catalogue well listen you didn't appear I know, I know what you're about, about <laughs> so many electricity yeah. companies are looking yeah, for me it. but um, but yeah so I yeah I'm still I still move around I don't know I just, you can't shake it off really I can't really settle yet like the amount of times I look at a house and I think, right, I'm going to buy that. I'm going to settle. This is a place. And I'll find a million reasons why I shouldn't do that. Mm. Do you find yourself an overthinker? Oh, oh is it, this is something that I didn't even think about. But me and Joe had a uh, conversation uh-huh. and apparently I'm an underthinker and he's an overthinker. You are. A, you are I can completely agree. <laughs> you are an underthinker. So You're like, I just, just yes, let's I, do it. Let's I just not say it wing it. And that, that's what I, that's, I, I didn't realise I was like that. But uh, obviously when he explained, uh-huh. well, in a really, really long conversation because he was overthinking it yeah yeah no well <laughs> I'm thinking about what you're thinking right now that's how much of an overthinker I am uh, but um but yeah so I yeah I do overthink everything and buying a house is definitely one of them but I do think it's because I've just been all over the place because after I split up with Matt as well I did a lot of traveling because of um because of work etc so I lived in Germany on my own I went back there and I lived in Hona for a year um and I've just been all over the place really that I really I kind of do need to just grow up and settle mm. down really don't I or stop getting stuff out of the catalogue <laughs> really? I'll, you know I'll pay my electricity bill <laughs> right. yeah just yeah. Two, two options <laughs> true uh, so what what was your life when you sort of moved on from from your husband you don't know what Trist was yeah you, you sort of obviously moved on to another career another uh, sorry another relationship moved on further I did yeah I moved on to a future uh, is that what you're trying to ask well that's what it says <laughs> that's what it says on the, that's what it says on the toilet door downstairs <laughs> yeah I did I had a, a brief relationship with somebody insignificant let's not even mention him to mm. be fair between he was just a um yeah just yeah. you know felt in a couple of years sort of thing um and then yeah and then I met another guy um and settled with him for a little bit and um yeah unfortunately it wasn't the best person in the world to be fair no you know when you think the grass is greener and it Mm. just definitely isn't Mm. um he was yeah he he was your typical horrific human right. for a long time yeah unfortunately went through uh went through it a little bit with him um don't feel like you have to talk about it you know no 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 no, 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 no i'm all right about it now to be fair but yeah no he wasn't he wasn't great i um yeah and ended up in a restraining order that's how no, well you not, you you not, had one no? I, oh you had to get one on him <laughs> you had to get one on me yeah um yeah he was uh he was pretty horrific but um but yeah moved on from that um now fully you know independent single all of that sort of stuff and just just rebuilding your life and you know when you talk about things like you know mental health and you talk about um being able to cope and drink and alcohol and sorry drink and drugs and and all of that sort of stuff it's it's it stems from a lot of things and I can completely and this is why I enjoy being with you guys on a Tuesday or or working with you guys etc not even just from my the fact that my industry has always been with the military or the fact that I'm a, um, a military 
ex-wife um but I can completely relate to some of the situations that people get themselves into mm. where they get themselves in a pickle um when I a, a, Four, five, six years ago, I was I was doing really, really well. I had an incredible job. I, you know, I, I, um, I enjoyed it, all of that sort of stuff. And then just found myself in a situation that I didn't recognise at the time that really consumed me. And before I know it, I was drinking a lot. I was, um, you know, pretty much every day. Um, I was reacting in a way that wasn't me. I was, you know... They were depressed, sad, all of that sort of stuff. And before you know it, you end up losing everything. And I literally lost everything, including my job. Um, zero sympathy from anybody um, around me, professionals, etc. Uh, zero support. And, um, and I had two options. I literally had one option, which is this is it. This is my life. I'm going to sign up sign on benefits you know what I mean universal credits apparently is really cracking mm. let's let's do that um and just resort to this shit or um do something else and and the one thing I suppose when you've got not that I suppose that's an easy choice to make when you've got nothing at all you know you've got nothing to lose so so yeah so I just chose the I chose the other option and uh, I picked up my kids and I decided, fuck this, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit sick of being felt in. I'll be honest with you, this is a bit shit, mate. I only, I only burnt the toast, like, calm down. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, there's a thing about burnt toast, isn't <laughs> like, Stinks it out, I, someone. I'm telling you, it really does take people to a different level. Right? <laughs> Some like, people's got breaking points. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Some people's got different breaking points. Bread being one of them. <laughs> I'm telling you, don't burn the toast. Uh, no. Honestly, if there's anything I'm going to take into my new relationship right is to oh. not burn the fucking toast um so yes yeah, so i just i just had it off it was just bullshit i was you know the well, horrible lies and the cheating and all of that sort of stuff so i decided to just pick up my kids and um just move on really and i ended up in a refuge for a little while um and and i was building my business at the time and and decided right Nobody would employ me because I got sacked. That's a problem, and they wouldn't yeah. give me a reference. So, um, so that was that was pretty shitty. So <clears throat> I couldn't even get a job in Greg's or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Or other bacon places are available. <laughs> <laughs> All right, couldn't get a job anywhere. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> but the thing is, Greg's sausage rolls are pretty good. Like well, and we, they get, we get them really, free. They so give, let's keep saying Greg's are brilliant. I know Greg's are brilliant, and they give a really good discount card now. But um, anyway, they wouldn't even employ me to be fair, even voluntarily, I reckon. But um, so I had no other option but to set up, set up my own business. I knew the industry inside out, and I think I just needed the confidence, and all of that got knocked out of me. And I was just used to working for people mm. and just making them successful, making them a name, you know, building their brand or their business or whatever. I was used to that. Um, and I was content with that. That was that was fine um, until I didn't have it anymore. Um, so, yeah, so I set up um, when I was in the when I when I when I was in the refuge. And um, and then one day I got a, a knock at the door from the social worker that works in the refuge and bear in mind the greeting was really brilliant so when I got there and she was like oh my god you're like amazing you've done the most courageous thing in the world and all of this sort of stuff and it was great and I walked into this room flat uh, with the kids and I remember looking at it going shit this is you know pretty horrific to be fair you know but 
I was I felt amazing. I was I felt really blessed. I felt safe. I felt great. I was like, Do you know what? We can we can we can cope with this for for as long as we need to. Um, so that was all great. So when she knocked on the door and she the about a week later and she was like, right, I just need you to fill in these forms. And I was like, what are they? And she said, so I'm filling them in. And I was like, I'm not on benefits. And she was like, oh, you need to be because that's how we're funded. So I was like, okay, well, I'm not. And she was like, well, you need to sign up. And I was like, well, I can't because I'm setting up a business. So um, I won't be entitled to anything. Um, so she was like, all right, okay, cool. Well, if you pay for it yourself, it's 1,145 quid a month. I was like, I don't, I don't have that many. Like, I literally don't have that many. Got enough money to just barely feed my children mm-hmm. right now. Don't have that money. Um, and um, and she was like, yeah, really sorry. I mean, she was lovely enough and she couldn't, she herself couldn't do anything about it. But the saddest thing about that whole situation was the fact that a week before they were celebrating how courageous and stuff I was to, to go there, to actually, literally, they all watch me in the office leave mm. with my children with no, where no are you going, what are you doing, are you going back there, or, or whatever. So, um, so yeah, so I had a friend at the time who had a caravan, I stayed with her for a few days um, until I sorted my life out, which was which was quite a tough time, really. But um, but now I look back at it and I laugh. I got kicked out of a refuge, mm. mate. I mean, Not many people can dare say that, <laughs> No, I, mean, I, mean, I got evicted from a refuge for working. So fucking catalogs, mate. They exactly. didn't appreciate the catalogs. No, no. There's fucking stuff getting delivered every day. Every day, more stuff. They were more like, stuff, "She's uh, a dodgy old uh, Get her out." But isn't that weird though? Because sometimes this happens to clients. Um, so if they're in a homeless hostel, mm-hmm. the housing benefit pays for it. Yeah. But it's something like two hundred. Don't quote us, but two hundred quid a, a, a week. Mm-hmm. So if you get a job, you can't afford yeah, to live there. To live so, there. so it's a, a real catch twenty two situation. Well, this is it. Then that's that. So the the whole the view of the flat or the place that we were in, the room that we were in, when it became really really relevant was when they were charging me one thousand one hundred forty five quid for it. I was thinking, are you taking the piss? There's stains on this carpet, <laughs> mate. When you first went, you thought, <laughs> when I, I was like, this is a palace. <laughs> you know, brilliant, thank you, <laughs> so grateful. When they were banging you with over a grand's worth of bills, I was like, are you taking the piss? You know, and I, every every little mark on the wall became mm. a problem. So, um, and I said to her, for a, I'm sure for a grand, I could I could have stayed in the Premier Inn for that month. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Well, um, there was one in Aldershot. That way, I, could, I could have travelled to Aldershot every day and back, right? And I don't think I'd have spent that much money. So, um, so yeah, so that was it. That that's what happened. Um, it was, yeah. And then I, I had some other things going on in terms of like my personal life to get certain situations away from me or certain people away, etc. Um, and I did that, and I was building a business. And you know, it sounds really bonkers, but. I, I just the only thing I had was hope and belief <laughs> like I was like I had there were two dogs were there I had no mates <laughs> <laughs> can I be bringing them dogs <laughs> in here <laughs> fucking hope and belief hope and belief if I ever get two dogs that's what <laughs> I'm going to call them I uh, like literally just I had nothing else I had I had a really good I had a good group of friends around me who who supported me really well um, have you got family yeah, I've got a really, really good family. I think family is the, prob- the staple of, of, of everything. Honestly, uh, they're an incredible family. The problem that I had in my situation is, and why I ended up where I was rather than my mum's, I think that really, really hurt her, actually, because 
really, with everything else I go to my mum, I was just really embarrassed. I didn't know how to say to my mum, mm. the last three years have been built in, mm. all that money that I built and lived and, you know, and, and saved and worked hard for and all of that sort of stuff is gone. Um, you know, I'm borderline an alcoholic now and I'm a bit of a wreck and I've lost my job, ma'am. Just Can you please take me back? Well, you know, it's just, it's just a, a pride thing, isn't it? Yeah, you find that yeah. with veterans. And, and, and now you've said it, and, and I'm not assuming that it's veterans' wives or whatever is mm-hmm. the same. It's just a human instinct, mm-hmm. isn't it? It's just yeah. a human instinct. You, yeah. You're too proud to go back to your, your parents. or yeah. it's, it's not nice asking for help, really, is it? No. Not when, when you've done stuff for yourself, it's, it's not. Yeah, no. But well, I find, did you find once you asked... Then it was all right. They, uh, they, it's it's amazing. I think everything was built up in my own head. Yeah. Honestly, everything I was literally justifying every. I was justifying my own insecurities. Mm. That that was it with everything. So if I'd have gone to my mum, she'd have sorted it right out. You know, he wouldn't have been in my life as long mm. as he did if, yeah. if I'd have told somebody. Um, that that was really really important, and I yeah, no, I, I just didn't. So, anyways, when I did. Um, it was amazing, but I had, I had a, like I said, I had a few friends who helped me in terms of setting up the business. That was great, um, and then my family are really, really super supportive. Like my mum's my biggest fan. It's quite embarrassing uh, to be yeah. fair, as you can see. I can't post a single thing without no, jumping no. on. No, I'm her fan now, man. She's uh, <laughs> she's school champion. Isn't she she oh, yeah, won an award, man. She did. She won an yeah, award, yeah, and yeah. I was I over the mill for. No, over the mill for. <laughs> I'm talking about awards, uh-huh. jumping a little bit forward. Yeah. You're up for an award. I am. I've heard on the grapevine. Well, actually, you posted on Facebook, so I, 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 fucking, I, I haven't heard it on the grapevine. Like I go back to <laughs> Stalker. Um, yeah, no, I am. Yeah, so I was nominated by two incredible people, actually, to as the um, best newcomer businesswoman award, Teesside business awards brilliant huh so yeah no it's really really good that'd be a big trophy because that's a massive thing to write isn't it it's <laughs> 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 to be a fucking huge it's trophy it's <laughs> it's um yeah it's um yeah so it is it's a real honor it's it's an honor do you know what what i'm really I'm more excited about the people who nominated me because they are really incredible people who I really look up to and, and respect in the industry. So to be nominated by them kind of blew me away a little bit. But um, but yeah, I'm excited about it. Um, that's not next week, the week after, I think. Uh, 24th. Twenty. Oh, let's at Winyard Hall. Next Thursday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, actually, then that'll be when this podcasts. Released. Released. Ah, oh, that's right. So the bit when do you it, when you win after. when you win they'll yeah, be playing it. <laughs> do it. Then they'll be taking do it, it off you. Um, <laughs> they'll be pulling it back off you. <laughs> It'll take three of them with all that writing on it. They'll be like, oh, get off. <laughs> I know. Do you know what? Right? It's um, I I suffer from this like imposter syndrome. Have you ever heard of it? I think we've talked about this before. The imposter syndrome. Yeah. Oh. Which is basically I just sometimes I'm thinking. Why am I? Um, why am I even here? Why am I being nominated? You know. No, no, sort of man. But that's a good thing. That, that's a good thing because you, you can be confident, but then you can be arrogant as well. Yeah. You know. So I yeah. think there's a there's a difference. It might be a thin line, but mm-hmm. I think you can be confident. Yeah. Why should you not be confident? Why should you not expect to win things? Uh, you know? Yeah. And 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 also, um, like it's nice to be nominated, but fuck that, man. It's better to win. You know what I mean? <laughs> 
It certainly is. <laughs> you honest, know, it I, is, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And there's no wrong with that, man. If the country was more like that, like these races where oh, everyone, <laughs> the kids have got to kind of school and everyone wins at the race yeah. the fucking dinner the bloke who was at the front he's won <laughs> you know what I mean everyone gets the same prize it's a bit shit isn't it I know I'll be honest with you and, and time's really really like tight at the minute so uh, I was sat there thinking if I'm giving up a night right and I don't win mm. I'm fuming. Yeah, I, I'm fuming. I'm fuming. I'm thinking about the wine. I would be as well, and man. A choice few words are going like, to come I'm on the phone tomorrow. <laughs> like, Fist up, I'm on the this phone. This is a fucking fix. <laughs> <laughs> this is shit. <laughs> yeah, literally. So, um, so, yeah, so we're going there. That's really good. I, uh, I'll be, uh, yeah, the, the other thing, I'll be honest, is that it's, it's, uh, it's a Tease tea, tea Business Women Award, which is like, incredible to be part of and i absolutely celebrate and you know um encourage other business women to like succeed and all of that sort of stuff but i'm no feminist that's my only thing like yeah. i'm no no you didn't have to be you know, lesbian, the nicest possible. <laughs> no. not feminists are lesbians am <laughs> i getting mixed up <laughs> you don't have to be lesbians but what you kind of, well, it um, helps <laughs> Anyways, yeah, yeah I, I quite like my door being open for me and occasionally somebody picking up the bill, I'll be honest with you. I haven't found that guy yet. No. <laughs> you might find that woman. At <laughs> <laughs> this do. <laughs> anyway, where you on about? You haven't found the person who picks up the bill. I've just bought these pizzas, haven't I? <laughs> Didn't you get them for free? Uh, yes, I did. <laughs> from truly madly me. pizza. You literally got me all the way here promising me pizza yeah. and didn't realise And should I tell the viewers what you said when I texted you and asked you what kind of pizza? <laughs> should I? You said, get us anything apart from ham because I'm a Muslim. Didn't you? And you actually put han and then I, I asked you, a Muslim's not even allowed to see ham. <laughs> that was a serious comment. Hence why I'm sat eating vegetarian pizza. But, but, but you, had some of, you had some of my pepperoni. I had to ask you if, I had to ask you if Muslims could eat pepperoni. My mum told me pepperoni is beef. Oh, good. It's good. not. It's I, not in fact, I wanted to thank you for not wearing your burger tonight because we wouldn't be able to hear on the mics. Don't put it up now. <laughs> You're such a piss thing. So any, anyway, so <laughs> what we should talk about now, since we're having a laugh, about your failed attempt at Kilimanjaro. Okay, yeah. So you put lots of Kilimanjaro. effort... Kilimanjaro? Kilimanjaro. <laughs> That's what it is, isn't it? Because you couldn't make it. And somebody said there's a gyro at the top for you. <laughs> <laughs> Kilimanjaro. So, so um, obviously, we you done loads of training before. Yeah, absolutely loads. I, I helped you a little bit. Mm-hmm. You did. We even walked in the middle of the night till about twelve o'clock. We did. Yes, and we you did. were white in then, <laughs> and I was thinking, well, <laughs> we're only in Stunnock. <laughs> It's got this. This fucking mountain's got to be. Yeah, that was nothing to do with my physical ability. That was the fact that you were next to me at midnight, creeping around creeping some around trees at the night, <laughs> breathing down my ear, breathing down your ear. You were bending over, being sick. Yeah. So, do you want us to tell it? Tell us a little bit about that. I mean, I'm, I'm, I joke that you yeah. didn't make it. You obviously did make it. You, you, you're torturing yourself by not mm-hmm. seeing that you, you the last tiny bit. But yeah. you did make it. There's yeah. pictures of you doing it. And, yeah. you know, and do, just even doing it on your own and your own personal journey is a, yeah. a massive achievement. I'm just having the piss, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, 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 no. And I get that. And I appreciate that, actually. I, I do, you know, and then I... 
So I, I set out to climb Kilimanjaro and the reason why I did that is because I wanted to um, raise awareness on all things mental health. I wanted to raise money for homelessness and veterans. Um, and I really, I, I put everything into that because it was quite personal to me and given my situation, um, you know, some months before. So um, the other thing as well, from a personal perspective, I've never done anything myself. I've always relied on somebody else as a... Um, a woman and a wife um, I was always quite looked after you know but apart, apart from the eggs apart from the toast apart from the toast I was quite you know I was quite looked after and all of that sort of stuff and then with that one I lost all my independence so I didn't really I wasn't allowed to do anything on my own so it was quite it was quite difficult so when I had the opportunity to do some good and and gain some of my own confidence as well like I jumped to it obviously so I um I said the reason why I set out to do it on my own was because mental health is is a lonely world a lonely place so you don't want to talk to people like I've just explained I didn't even want to talk to my own mum who I'm really close to um I so yeah so when I set out to do that it was for those reasons the when I went to do it, it was a completely different game because being on your own is fucking hard. Yeah. Like, it really was. I um, I went out there and I, I was, you know, at the guides and everyone was really, were really good, were really brilliant. And we, and the other thing is as well, I, what I set out to do was the whole trip up and down in five days. Usually, I think the next minute, the minimum to that is about eight days and, and so on some people do it in 12 etc so I opted for the shortest time um to get to the top and back which didn't allow for a, a lot of time for like acclimatization for altitude and and all of that sort of stuff so I trained some months before and I did some real work and like you mentioned with yourself um I never ever in my entire life even so much as climbed a hill before so when I first set out and I was climbing like Rosebury Topping and I was hanging mate I was literally hanging out my ass I was like this is this is not like lifting some weight in the gym or whatever so it really took it out of me but um so yeah so I went I got to 5,700 meters um, the top of Kilimanjaro is 5,850, I think. So, or 70. So, I was 170 metres from the top. It's fucking out, isn't it? Well, it's, it, it's fucking out. But when you've done, done it all right and you give up right at the end, I was like, are you taking the piss? To be fair, what annoys me the most is that I didn't make that decision to... If I'd have gone, I'm done, I'm a, like, I'm out, then that's fine. But I, I can't even... I couldn't even remember being up there... Um, I was dizzy and sick and all of that sort of stuff. But anyways, they brought me down for my own safety. Um, um, I accept that now. Uh, but at the time, you I was, didn't, did I was you? Fucking, you were fuming when you got At the time, remember, I was, I was like, "This is shit." Am I right? I let him complain. This guy, this this guy, this shit. shit. He's like, he doesn't even know what he's talking about. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. So I was, I took it really, really bad because I think the whole build up to it and stuff. Um, and trying to do something so big and raise awareness and money for like such amazing causes it really i really took it bad that i didn't quite get to the top yeah but you still re- ro- rose awareness and i, I mean, did I mean, uh, yeah uh, no i get you've that had, uh, you've had fixed loads you i know, know? and yeah. i think you torturing yourself about it it's not it's not a good thing you know yeah. i mean I, that's why I, I make light of it uh-huh. you know what i mean yeah, and I, make, yeah. I joke about it i yeah. mean i 
this is four floors up we didn't think you'd get here to be honest we thought we we're gonna to have to move all the stuff down to the third floor because <laughs> you always give up right at the end right at yeah. the end that's it isn't it weird though because when we're in stand-up you said that yeah, didn't you honestly. you said all my life i've always give up just nearly at the end Literally. not right at the end you couldn't write it could you you couldn't write it but i did i gave myself such a shit time actually i i was really really down i I couldn't speak to people i was really anxious i I, I went for about it must have been about two months really really unwell there was a lot of other external factors in there dickheads reckoning their like mountaineers and stuff and just just (laughs) being absolute tubes which I, I allowed to get to me. It was mm. like small-minded mentality, bullyish behavior from absolute, you know, inexperienced, uneducated people. And I let that get to me. And that was really, it was quite, a, a, it was quite a powerful moment for me at the time to really sit there and think to myself, shit, even somebody with like me, who's gone through so much, who, um, you know, I, I consider myself to be quite resilient and confident and all of that sort of stuff now to be, to get down from just shitty comments was, you know, was an eye opener. So, mm. and what I took from that was, you know, you've really got to watch what you say, mm. especially if you're being mean, you know, to somebody yeah. well, all the time. People are just knobs. Yeah, That's absolutely. That's where you got the well, world's, where you the world's full of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The world's this is absolutely it. full of. Exactly. And when somebody's having a really, really bad day, I mean, I was never on this level, but if somebody's having a really, really bad time of it, that comment that you could say to someone could just that that'd be yeah. it that's that's what's going to tip them over the edge really yeah. so um so yeah so I, I learned a lot from that from me how i treat others um and just zoned that noise right out to be fair and just just kind of was proud with yeah. what i did and and what I, what i tried to do is just gravitate to the positives and and the people who were supporting me like yeah. maybe not yourself yeah I'm definitely joe <laughs> So on you all the time, pushing you. You fucking get up them up stairs. The, up the get stairs. up them stairs, are you? Um, so yeah. I so mean, everyone was everyone was over the moon with you when you come back to the, yeah. the gunners and stuff. Oh, you know? it was it was it you was really lovely. We, and sit, all and we sent you messages. Didn't yeah, we, before? you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so I watched I watched all of those <laughs> messages on uh, summit night actually just before I went up. I uh, I watched them all. It was really they were really quite cute actually. Well, so. I did. Well, it's funny because I did the first one and mine said get your lazy ass up that hill now and then everyone else is getting really nice <laughs> and, and, I, and I, I was thinking why have I said mom's that like, one I'm so proud of you I really love you and that all my colleagues at work are like oh you can do this and then I click yours and you're like you better get your ass up there I'm like okay alright like, well, that was probably the best motivation yeah, I could have yeah. to be fair right, don't stop off we up <laughs> <laughs> that's what I should have said don't stop off with up don't, don't, don't you dickhead so uh, so yeah so no that was said that, but as an experience as in Kilimanjaro itself and the fact that I went and I did it and you know I didn't have any friends with me and all of that sort of stuff it was probably one of the best things I've ever done in my entire life yeah it has absolutely shaped me to be able to take on anything Nothing's, nothing's gonna phase you now. Yeah, is it, really? that, honestly, Nothing. I mean, if you didn't do that by even traveling, even yeah, even yeah. going to the airports and yeah. all that by yourself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one of the when it really faced, I think I was FaceTime you. I was speaking to you on the phone. Um, I landed. I just literally landed landed in Tanzania, and obviously, I'm in Africa. It's like eleven o'clock at night or whatever, and I'm just literally my whole life, my whole hands are in this guy, taxi driver, who I've never met in my entire life. 
and driving me through somewhere. You know, if you were in the UK or whatever, you can go, yeah, yeah, you've just taken a dodgy turn there, mate. Yeah. Where are you off to? With that, I have no idea. <laughs> He's going through villages and all sorts. <laughs> I'm like, I could literally be taken somewhere to, you know... Yeah, you wouldn't murder. have got all the way there, though, no, would you? He would have stopped just before, just before the murder. He would have stopped. <laughs> <laughs> but then, do you know what? Do you know what I convinced myself? And actually, Carmel said to me, she was like, yes, yeah, are you 36, mate? You're too old for, oh, for trafficking. Yeah. You're, you're, you're too old. Not going to be fucking trafficking down, <laughs> <laughs> nah, mate, have you seen yourself? Get a grip. <laughs> So and then I was like, yeah, maybe I need to get off my high horse. The guy's just taking me to the hotel. <laughs> He's probably sitting there this fucking joke. Judgmental fucker. <laughs> his fucking wife must be like, it's probably, you know, some 17-year-old hottie. So, <laughs> so obviously you, you raised loads of money for us there. And Thank like we, we have loads of other people raising money. So yeah. I know you like your boxing. We had Frank Bruno oh, yeah. come up, yeah. did a talk, which is brilliant. Uh, and now we've got Tony Bellew, the Hello. boxer. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, lad, I know Johnny, he is. He's uh, company first class promotions. Of, mm-hmm. I don't know how they've done it. Secure Tony Bellew to come up and, That's and incredible. do a talk. It's That's amazing. You don't know how you've done it. It's because no, you guys are amazing. Yeah. Why wouldn't people want to support you? Yeah, I suppose you're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right. not going to argue. I was, was, was going to do a third line there. Oh, I was yeah. thinking, I was thinking, no, oh, no. I suppose you're right. Now. No, but <laughs> I mean, that really is amazing because I, I really like him as a boxer. And, and like my daughter's seen him in the Creed film. Because my daughter doesn't oh, really like yeah. boxing, but like when I mentioned, she was like, "Oh," and I was like, "Who's was in that?" And she, you know, was. I didn't even realize that. It's, it's just a, an amazing thing that's happening, yeah. and the the support we we'll get from from mm-hmm. sort of celebrities and that. Yeah. No, it's it's a. You've got that speechless um, one guy, the football guy. Which one? Um, I'm not a footballer, so it's a fence. You're not, you're not a footballer. I'm not, well, I'm not <laughs> a footballer. I'm not a footballer. Well, I might, I could be, mate, but do you know what? I'd go to score. I'd go 36 year old now, man. Listen, some, I could be a goalkeeper. They got to 40, I think. Um, I was going to say, uh, no, they have John football. Pickford. That's the one. John Pickford. Is he the uh, goalkeeper? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 John, he, John, he supports us, yeah. And uh, Kevin Ball's old patron. Of course, um, he's lovely though. Yeah, Niall Quinn, Niall Quinn, and Kevin Phillips, Alex Ray, all did talkings for all us. Right, hey, name dropping there. Just, yeah, just well, anyone I just else. Want, I want them to come on the podcast. That's why. <laughs> if, I, if I keep saying the name loud enough, they might come back on the podcast. Kevin Ball, Kevin Ball, <laughs> Kevin Ball. Say that. Will you look in the mirror and see if something comes? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because if, if people are watching, they don't know what I mean. I'm going to look right now. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Ball. <laughs> so, um, I'm, I'm really good at stalking, so if you I, want me to like, just go around to his house and go. Oh, you, you never get the end, man. <laughs> Fucking hell. You just, it's alright, I can start throwing st- stones at his house. You start, start from a distance. So, what are, what's your plans for the future? Where, where's Genesis, and obviously not the group because you don't know who they are, yeah. where's Genesis going to go to in the future? I feel like if Phil Collins was in it. Like, you remembered? Is he the guy that does the drums? Drums, I dressed as a gorilla on that. Yeah, yeah, the Cabri's had that. That's him, I. He always dressed as a gorilla now. Really, really good. He was. So, Genesis, growing, just really growing. We want to be the biggest insurance broker for the military um and in the country uh, in england in yeah, the uk not just the military like as a whole whatever they are we want to be able to represent and support um it's you know i'd like to think we bring something new to the market and i'd like to think we uh 
you know, um, fresh, I suppose, um, you know, a new, fresh approach to them. The army's changed. It's completely mm. changed in terms of, um, you know, the young soldiers that come through now are a complete different breed. Um, the way they they conduct themselves, the way they go about things in terms of even, you know, operations and all of that sort of stuff, it's all, it's all different now. Um, and I think as a service provider to the military, we need to, you know, stay in line with that or, or, or you've got to move for the times yeah you? absolutely and um and i mean soldiers have changed i mean we were just talking now about my experience as a as a wife of and moving with my husband back then and and the struggles as a wife we faced into um now a lot of soldiers are you know that they've got long-term partners you know they don't really get married um you know missus will stay at home and she'll continue with a badass career you know and all of that sort of stuff mm. or raise children if, if she chooses to so a lot of the time um it's soldiers commuting um back and forth sort of Monday to Friday at work and then go home and, and all of that sort of stuff so we really need to recognize that and we need to work with that um, and make sure that we still we're still providing the same support for them as a family although they're not as a family mm. in, in the unit because quite a lot of the time if, if soldiers are married then the class is single although they're very much living a married life just because they don't have a you know, a quarter and all mm. of that sort of stuff doesn't mean they don't need the same level of service or certainly the wife doesn't need the same level of service. Kind of out of face, out of mind and that shouldn't be, that, that isn't the case anymore with the military. Maybe it was back in the day but it's not It's not the case. So, mm. so yeah, so that, that's our plan is to grow and continue just to provide support, support for, um, for the military but also really, really um, grow the charity side so we are really big on supporting local charities um such as yourself um and and just really beating the drum on the terms of in terms of like mental health in terms of um you know even financial support with the soldiers you know we work mm. with debt charities and all of that sort of stuff to support them um on their veterans etc because you know we it's not just about supporting the soldier that makes us the money you know and you know we're a commercial organization mm. obviously and when we sell insurance to somebody that's how we get paid um but what we'd like to do is just give some of that back with well, the I think, veterans i, I think that's what we've noticed well what i've noticed that um you have give lot back to to veterans mm -hmm. you know to, yeah. to 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 us personally yeah you know i i can speak for veterans in crisis and You've done loads, you yeah. know, and and it's not people will think. I mean, like you've give us money, but there's a lot of other things, you know. Yeah. Like you've invited us down to Catrick and mm -hmm. sort of now we're set up with uh, our call signs yeah. and other things, and you know, and it's networks, isn't it? And yeah. it, I mean, you've organised us to come down to the Catrick and have Christmas dinner, mm -hmm. and then you brought the Catrick uh, Garrison Sergeant Major up the other day, mm -hmm. um, Leon, and it, they give us some money, and yeah. you know, and it. it that's the type of things that that really makes things work yeah you know it's connections and it's letting people know because a lot they do stuff for us we can do loads for, for serving soldiers yeah, yeah. For, if someone's going to leave and come back to Sunderland you know they're yeah. not they come here yeah 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 no that's one of the biggest that's one of the ambitions moving forward and and hopefully we can land this right um which is basically having people like yourselves who are experienced in you know, um, obviously being in the military, 
have since left the struggles in between then and if we can you know educate the soldiers who are now sat there going the army shit we could sign out or mm. whatever um and educating them on what it's really like in Civvy Street and the things that they need to really be careful of and, and watch yeah. out for. And if it's the right decision for them, then do that. Um, but if it's not, you know, let's let's suck it up mm. and, and kind of build a career, etc. Um, but hopefully we can do that with yourselves. And I think we spoke I about bet, yeah. you guys I think it's, and, a, it's a great and idea. Them and I, I don't want to convince people to stay in the military no, you know? no. I, but I will inform them that it's not as easy as you think it is when yeah, you come out absolutely and that's Even it and it's stuff just, just getting it to doctors yeah you know? yeah yeah and Anybody, you t- if you've been a boy soldier mm-hmm. all that's taken for granted yeah yeah everything's taken for granted you know yeah yeah exactly and it's just I, I mean I, I can speak from a military wife perspective one of the things where one of the struggles that we had when I left um, when, when Matt and I sorry split up was that I did not know you had to pay water rates yeah. Honestly, I really didn't I'd, for ages. And then we'd laugh about bills and stuff, and yeah. people catching up with you. I did. I got a debt collector's yeah. letter saying yeah. you haven't been paying your water rate. I didn't realise. I no, thought, what, it's free in this country? I did as well. <laughs> fucking drain. Yeah. Come from the sky. I was, like, I was like, am I back in Africa, mate? Uh, <laughs> like, yeah. It's water, it's free. Yeah, so, um, so well, yeah, so it's it's really important it's just to educate people on that. And, and it's not, I, I wouldn't want it to be a retention tool because I think if somebody wants to leave the army, they should be able to leave the army. They're just, it's not for them. They've tried it, whatever. Yeah. But I do think... Um, there's a lot of negativity as well and there's a lot of like you know people get influenced by other people's stories and and dissatisfaction or whatever um so it influences them to make a decision that maybe they're not ready to do um but most importantly it's educating them on what to be street looks like i that that could not come from someone like me i'd be a fraud in the nicest i was never in the army mm. so i wouldn't know i can speak from a military wife's perspective but i can't speak from a soldier's perspective um but you guys can and you know you've got wealth of experience behind you um that you can really pass that on to to the soldiers so that's that is something I'm really keen to deliver in the military and to support. It's it's something to be honest with you. It it does not pay me whatsoever um, to do that, but I am passionate about it, and I do think we've got this platform that you know we've been gifted and you know we're privileged to have, which is we educate soldiers on finances and stuff like that. I really think that's a really neat fit in that you know this is what. A veterans world looks like and yeah. and get them to support you as well yeah of it's course, really important you know get them to do some things for you so i've got um so say for example there's um, um a car man down um with four scots um penny who's going to do the rowing in december so he wants to support you guys yeah. and do that and i'm hoping that that'll give you a a ripple effect that they'll see him do that and he's raising money and supporting veterans um at that other people will do the same and you know and you can just get that community where serving soldier and veteran can work together to do good and, and support one another um yeah that would be Excellent. that would be pretty cool right i want to thank you but before i want to thank you mm-hmm. for coming in i want to thank truly madly pizza uh, that's outside it the farm museum because it was absolutely delicious it really was delicious you made one Muslim woman very happy you did the vegetarian and, option and was awesome two Christians happy as well I just get that straight because me and Joe were happy with our pizzas as well oh okay are you right. both Christian? No, I'm not, I'm not Christian he's no, not Christian he's not either so he's we Catholic. didn't hear that 
Oh, <laughs> I'm sure the last time I spoke to Joe, he said he was Catholic. So that's fine. Well, you've made a Christian and Muslim, and uh, so, it sounds like a really you. bad joke. Oh, doesn't yeah. it? <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a really bad joke. I think we'll leave it there anyway. Thank, Thank you very you. much for coming. I really enjoyed your conversation. Thank you. Thank you Thanks. so much. Cheers. Yeah. Only one of the